wonder about the depths of the characters in the Bible? Well, I do. And one of my favorites is Esther. And I sort of kind of ask myself, who really was Esther in the Bible? Well, I do know that Esther's birth name was Hadassah. She was of the tribe of of Benjamin and lived during the time Israel was exiled and eventually became queen who saved her entire people. Esther reminds us that nothing is impossible with God. So although some contend that the book of Esther ought not to be in the Bible because it never mentions God by name, his presence is clear through the unlikely heroine of Esther. The book of Esther is one of only two books in the Bible named after a woman. Who is this woman and why does she have an entire book named after her? Well, in short, she actually prevented the first Holocaust. So again, her birth name was Hadassah. She was of the tribe of Benjamin and lived during the time Israel was exiled. And tragically, Hadassah was orphaned at an early age. And after her parents died, she was adopted by her cousin, a man named Mordecai. Now, this is quite fortunate for Hadassah because Mordecai was a God-fearing man who loved her dearly and raised her well in the face of dreadful circumstances. Hadassah lived with Mordecai and Susa under the rule of King Xerxes, or Xerxes. Sorry if I mispronounced the name, guys. But the king ruled over a sizable area of the world and wanted everyone to know. So for a full 180 days, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. Now, when these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days. And this is found in the book of Esther, chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. Now, during the king's banquet, he summoned his queen, wanting to show off her beauty to his guests, but she refused. And King Xerxes was infuriated by Queen Vashti. Now, upon consulting the experts in law and justice, a royal decree was issued that changed everything. After the king's fury subsided, a new plan was set in motion that altered Hadassah's life forever. And in Esther chapter 2, verse 2 through 4, it says, Let a search be made for beautiful young virgins for the king. Let the king appoint commissioners in every province of his realm to bring all these beautiful young women into the harem at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women, and let beauty treatments be given to them. Then let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This advice appealed to the king, and he followed it. So now, once the edict was declared, they started taking the young virgins. Hadassah was taken and emerged as Esther, keeping her nationality a secret, per Mordecai's instructions. Now, Esther was not only beautiful, but a woman of honor. In his quest for a a new queen, the king was dishonoring countless young women, stripping them of their virginity and casting them aside to the rank of concubine, like sex slave without the title of privileges of queen or wife. Now, although Esther had no control over what was happening to her, she took control of her responses 
with humility and grace. And during the 12 months that Esther was put through the beauty treatments required, it was her character that gained the favor of those in authority. So when her turn came to be brought before the king, she was allowed to bring whatever she wanted with her to garner favor. And instead of manipulation, she chose trust. Now in Esther chapter 2 verse 15, it says, She asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. Now Esther's character paved the way for her and she did become queen and in esther chapter 2 verses 17 through 18 it says now the king was attracted to esther more than to any of the other women and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins so he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of vashti and the king gave a great banquet esther's banquet for all his nobles and officials he proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with royal liberality now at this time esther continued to keep her heritage a secret as instructed by mordecai now soon esther had the opportunity to stop the trouble okay so overhearing two of the king's officers angrily plotting to assassinate the king mordecai tells esther who then reports to the king crediting Mordecai so after an investigation the truth is confirmed that the troublemakers impaled more trouble ensues due to a man named Haman culminating into an impending holocaust at dinner with the king Haman speaks in Esther chapter 3 verses 8 through 11 says there is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate their customs are different from those of all other people and they do not obey the king's law it is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them if it pleases the king let a decree be issued to destroy them and i will give ten thousand talents of silver to the king's administrators for the royal treasury so the king took his signet ring from his finger and gave it to hanan the enemy of the jews Keep the money, the king said to Haman, and do with the people as you please. Now, dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, and to plunder their goods. This is found in chapter 3, verse 13 in Esther. Now, here is crazy results, okay? Hearing the news, all the Jews began to mourn in sackcloth and ashes, including Mordecai. Esther heard of Mordecai's mourning and sent him clothes. He refused to accept them. Deeply distressed, Esther sent her attendants to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So they returned with the entire story of Haman's plan of annihilation. Esther is painfully aware of her circumstances. Although she's the queen, it's against the law to approach the king without being summoned. Now... The penalty for breaking this law, apart from the king's favor, is death. However, on the other hand, if she does nothing, this is what Mordecai says will happen. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this and that's found in chapter 
3, verse 13 and 14 in the book of Esther. So Esther responds by putting her hope in God and sends word to Mordecai for everyone to fast and pray for these days, saying, if I die, I die. Chapter 4, verse 16. Now, after three days, Esther courageously put on her royal robes and stood in the places that she might die. But instead of death, guess what? The king granted her favor, asking her what she wanted. And with her first request, she began a masterful plan that only God could have given her. So due to God's deliverance, Haman was executed, Mordecai was honored, and the Jews were empowered to defend themselves. Now Esther chapter 8 verse 16 through 17 goes on to say, For the Jews it was a time of happiness and joy gladness and honor in every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came there was joy and gladness among the jews with feasting and celebrating so a yearly celebration called purim was instituted because of esther that reminds us that nothing is impossible with god so what is it that you're facing today that you feel that you cannot conquer. Let Esther's story be a declaration over your own life that there is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible for God. God bless.